My name is Matt Brown. Wow, wow, is very nice. And you know what time it is. Let's start the show. Angie Dundee, Ali's trainer, right next to me is saying it. You may hear him. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. What's going on to the Productive Conversations Faithful? This is your host, Matthew Brown, a.k.a. Matt Brown, and all nicknames in between and beyond that. What's going on? I hope everybody had a great weekend. I hope everybody is doing well whenever and wherever you're listening to this podcast. I have another bright young man on the show today. Gabriel Yifun is on the show. Woo! Gabe Yifun has quite the young mind. Very thoughtful. Very profound. And damn, what a great dude he is. I am so happy he's on the show today. Talking about his life as a pandemic. Starting in the world of being a paralegal. And hopefully soon he could become an attorney. And this guy's insightfulness and will to do the right thing is going to make him go far. And must I say, you are all in for some treat during this episode. And I want to say... I have a very special ending for the show tonight. We're going to leave that as a surprise. So be sure after you hear Gabe Yifun and see a special message right after it. It's very sweet, very wholesome, and will warm your heart. So be sure to check out that message at the end of this podcast. And with that, this is my conversation with my buddy, the man, the myth, the legend, Gabriel Yifun. It is your time right now. Here we go. All right. We're in for a treat because the great, the famous, and the rock star he is, Gabriel Yifun. Gabe Yifun. My guy is here on the Productive Conversation podcast today. What's going on, Gabe? What's up, Maddie B? It's an honor, finally. Oh. I was to make it on. I was pulling to make it on to your show. <laughs> Damn. Finally, really? That means a lot to me. I was hoping to have you on and that you'd say yes. And, oh, now we're here. And uh, we could show my listeners how dope of a dude you are. But what's going on? We start. How have you been? Uh, I know 2020, you heard, I heard that 2020 has been sucking for a lot of people. Has it been you? Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been hard, just like for everyone else, man. Thankfully, I'm like, you know, I still have a job. I'm working from home, so I'm at least grateful for that. Yeah, up out in Newburgh still? <laughs> no, nah, I actually live in Fishkill now, which is just across the bridge, but... No way, I, I got family was, in Fishkill. Yeah, the Rockos, yeah, they... I live in Hopewell. All right, the Hopewell Junction. Mm-hmm. Oh yep, shoot! You know, <laughs> I have the Valotas cousins who live there. They um shit. Um, yeah, they're good people, and that's I've been in there a couple of times visiting to them, and now they got the great Gabe Yifun out there as well. Right. Yep. I'm taking over all of New York, man. Mm-hmm. I'm taking over. 
Bro, once you hit once you hit the western New York and hitting up that real upstate upstate upstate, you're gonna mm-hmm. be the new Cuomo. You know what I was talking? <laughs> I was talking to some. Uh, I was talking to these two, these two folks. They called him Daddy Cuomo. You be a uh, Daddy Gifun. <laughs> nah, that's not me yet, man. That's not me. I got some years until I get to that point. You know. But All right. Well, I'm working towards. Well, I see. Uh... I could I could just see see where you're going with that. You're going far places, bro. But you how has the post grad life been treating you in general? You graduated last year from U Heart, right? Yeah, May twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. We graduated. I graduated. Um man, honestly, if I'm gonna like if I could like sum it up in one thing, it's like where's the time gone, you know? Tell me about it. It feels like just yesterday I was at school, you know, hanging out with all the boys, you know, doing nothing. And now it's like, wow, you know, look at, look at, look at just how crazy the world got post-grad. Like that's something I wasn't ready for. So I, no one, no one could have seen that coming, you know? So I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living, you know, I'm living through I'm doing my thing, but like, damn, every day I wake up, it's crazy. I'm like, holy crap. Right. Where we are, you know? And, you know, that's the same for me. Just, uh, just graduated two years before you and this shit does hit you like a ton of bricks, you know, paying for your own food on the reg, paying every single bill now, um, Mm -hmm. not having that camaraderie like that. Got to make a real effort to chill with your boys. You know, if you're dating someone that completely changes everything now. So it's a game, quite the game, yeah. but the game we're not afraid to play and win at it. No, nah, man. No. Nah. I mean, like I'm, I'm only 23 and mm-hmm. like, I honestly feel <laughs> it's like, I feel so much older, you know, now that I'm not in school and that I have so much responsibility and even with like the job that I that I'm working now, it's like I kind of had to grow up like the moment I left school, you know. Right. Yeah. Really. Where Where were you working before this mess? You're out in the city yourself, right? No, I was. Um, when I graduated, I wasn't. I was looking for a job for about like five months. Yeah, okay. I think like five months. I was at home looking for a job, and then just out of nowhere. I got, I applied for this job and 45 minutes later, I got a call back for an interview. It's um, basically, I'm a legal assistant for yeah. a personal injury law firm up here. Yeah, it's called Sobo and Sobo. They're pretty big up here. They're in like all over Poughkeepsie, Newburgh, the city, yeah, Westchester, everywhere. So um, I'm working at the Poughkeepsie office and I've been working there since October... No, September 30th, October 1st, mm-hmm. 2019. So, so I was like, kind of like, just like a godsend. I was like, holy crap. Like, I didn't think I'd get a job for like a whole year or something. And just out of nowhere, I got the interview. I got the job right then and there. And I've been there for a year now. So really earning it, bro. I'm happy to hear that. I'm proud of you. I really am proud of you. You, you think this might lead to maybe considering law school one day, maybe be attorney yourself. 
No, definitely. I think this is like a start. This is where this is where I wanted to start. You know, I don't want to just go straight into to grad school or whatever. Yeah. Like everyone else does. Like I wanted to start working, start making some money, save up, and actually learn. You know, like because I'm there, I work with attorneys. Like you know, shoulder to shoulder every day. I work with paralegals every day. So, you know, I think that's the best experience in my opinion. You need that work experience for your resume mm-hmm. because one thing that is crazy and beyond crazy to learn, especially in the real world, that they really, it seems that most places who are hiring, depending on your industry, really only focus on your experience. They, though it's admirable doing all your extracurricular activities and stuff, but the, the end of the day is the experience that counts. And unless you go to these Harvards and Princeton's all Ivy Leagues, you really need to get that experience to help stick you out in the job market, you know? Man. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually funny you say that because the, the job description for their on the website i think i was using Glassdoor, but the job description was for a paralegal and they wanted like a year or two experience Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what i'm just gonna apply anyways because i was just going like on a wave just applying and applying and i don't know like i guess they really needed someone you know they were desperate so they just said you know what screw it we're gonna teach this kid so let's just take him on board and you like and a year later, you got the job. That's that's a commend. That's really commendable to have a year job with a full year at a job with this job market now and how things are going. Yeah, no, nah, man, that shit. That that's. I'm so grateful, you know, that I was even lucky to get a job like that. Because, like I said, you know, like this, it's a lot of people out there that don't work, and a lot of our clients, you know, they're out of a job. They're going through some tough times with the case, and I see it every day, man. Yeah, I could imagine, you know, especially going those worlds that are, you're probably going for these lawsuits that like are life changing for people that they really need to to have it go in a certain way, and that must really humble you as a human being, really. People really at rock bottom, and they have to trust a law team to help them with whatever they have to deal with it is would that is that right like you know for the little i watch better call Saul. that's that's the little thing i get from the law stuff nah dude you 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 nailed it like that's literally every day you know every day that i'm in the office I, i i interact with our clients you know i talk to them you know they they talk to me about their case and what they're going through and I see it, you know, I see it, you know, just how they look, you know, some, if they have injuries and whatnot, or Mm -hmm. what's going on with their case. And it's sad, you know, this is really sad, but it is humbling. That's why I'm still like so grateful that I have this job in the first place. And you, it's definitely motivated me to want to, now what were you going to say? No, no, keep going. You were saying, Oh yeah. Um, no, I was saying like, it's definitely motivating to, 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 to push me to just want to continue my education and to definitely get to that next level so I can help, you know, it makes me want to just help all those people and make sure I can do the best that I can to, to set them up comfortably with their lives, you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to ask. I figure 
you know, you imagine before that you may really consider law school and you, you might be that person someday whenever you get that blessing and you get that bar exam and you pass it and then you're a licensed attorney and you can really have a case whether pr- prosecuting or defending that you could really save somebody's life and the family's life and, you know, create an awesome precedence and it might does take a lot of work and you know a lot out of you probably i assume probably emotionally too but if you win it it's you're 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 the real superhero in this you and your team yeah no it's it's a big undertaking man like this it's such a stressful job like not just for me but i see it every day on the attorneys and the paralegals like it's gotten even harder now with how COVID has affected everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can't, we can't give up though. We just got to keep pushing. And like I said, those clients, that's, that's the main motivation, you know, try to help them out. But man, it's, it's tough now. Hey, but you're, but you're earning. I know if someone like you, Gabe, can really, uh, really contribute in a positive manner for these, for these people. And, we need more people like you like that. And I, uh, I, I'm excited to see where you go with this. Yeah, not me too. Like it's, it's going to take some time, you know, um, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure everything out. I'm still trying to juggle, you know, the work, the work life, the work from home life, the, the rotating life, but we're going to get there, you know, eventually. We are going to get there. No, you know, there's no timetable, no rush. And I know you got the patience for it. Oh man, you can you know you ever see any of these legal shows, Law and Order, Better Call Saul, Boston Legal, LA Law? Any of those re- any of those you seem accurate or are they all bullshit for TV? I'm telling you man, like 99% of that is is all bull, you know, it's all mm. fabricated. It's, it's it's dramatized, you know. I was Of course. When I was in high school, I interned I, I interned for um the Southern District of York, the, the federal court there. Yeah, you told me that and you were out by like. I um, got to sit in on a on a big case. Oh, it was really like. Yeah, no, I was um, I was out by uh, what was it, Chamber Canals- Street, like that area, like where Chinatown is, where all the courts yeah. are. Yeah. Okay, so you're really downtown. Yeah, all the way down there where all the federal courts are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I sat in. I sat in on his lawsuit with HBO and a soccer ball manufacturing company. And, you know, I got to sit in on the discovery process and, you know, the deliberating, all of that stuff. And it's, it is the most boring fucking thing <laughs> in the world. Like it is so boring. It is, I, I actually fell asleep and yeah. my phone fell out of my pocket while one of the attorneys was, was speaking. And it was like, it woke me up and I was like, oh crap, oh crap. But nobody, <laughs> bad, nobody cared, you know. But I'm telling you that court, court cases, man, they are so long and boring and they take a long time. Mm. Like they can take years. Yeah. It's not so like everything you see on TV is, is drama, man. It's just, it's traumatic. Yeah. We don't have those deep ass courtroom drama scenes. I. Not like you seen Al Pacino. No, you're out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> and um, <laughs> stuff like that. That's what I just do. <laughs> nah, man. 
No, nah, this isn't this isn't devil's advocate, man. This isn't you know, <laughs> this isn't like the Lincoln lawyer or something, man. This is like real world. Like we're gonna sit here and talk about this one little thing for as long as we can until one side gives up, you know. Yeah, huh. and that's how it is. It's a game. It's a game, but it's a very boring game. So one of the ultimate games, the court case. Oh. There's definitely a lot to lose. Well, on I will that. say the a good well a good kind of like court show or a movie is the um the trial of OJ Simpson. Oh yeah, the Netflix, thirty for thirty. I think. Yeah. 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 That's the five part doc. That's, that's well, I mean that was like a yeah, that that was a good you know, obviously because they mirrored like the actual thing, but you get like a good sense of like how those go down. And yeah, they do good attempts, but it's not like, not like, not like Law and Order or something, you know. Nah. But that's a good, that's a good place to to start or to watch. With the homie Johnny Cochran, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotten everybody off, man. Yeah, right. What is it? If the if the glove don't fit, jury must acquit, man. Yep, yep. You know. Oh man, he helped Michael Jackson in his first case. Uh. All celebs. That guy had some integrity. Yeah, that guy. That guy was good at his job, man. He's really good at his job. Like that's that's the kind of level, man. Like you, I can't even imagine. You know, like you you gotta know people, but you also just you just gotta have that it factor, you know. Yeah, like I heard, like you know, he was. So he was defending, like, these prosecutors be scared, bro. I was like, oh, my, damn. It's like bringing in your your best player. You're bringing in your best pitcher in baseball or something, or your best quarterback just coming into a – you know, you yeah, don't want one that last – up. No, I, you know, um, I was just saying, you know what? Again, it's just a movie, but Marriage Story, you ever see that on Netflix? With all the divorce lawyer stuff like that? No, I saw the – um. Is that the that's the new one that came out? Yeah, with my guy Adam Driver. Right. And Scarjo, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't no, I didn't see um I didn't watch that movie. I only saw like the memes and the, and the Yeah, yeah. That's, that's about it. I mostly saw the memes for it, but no, I didn't see that movie. And I didn't mean to interrupt you before, but what were you about to, were you about to say one last thing with the Cochran? Um honestly I forgot what I was gonna say, but He's just ruthless. It's all good. Yeah, he was just ruthless, you know. Oh man. You know, speaking of movies, TV, bro, one thing we have to bring up. We have to bring up for the sake of this podcast, our show The Sopranos. Something you and me talked all throughout college about it can still do. Bro, first things first, you hyped for the many saints in Newark? I think it's gonna come out next year. You know that prequel movie? Yeah, I yeah I saw um, James Gandolfini's son was like all dressed up in it, and um, dude, mm-hmm. that that had me that that had me hype. Like, I'm ready, I'm ready to watch that, man. You know, that's that's definitely gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, I know Joey Diaz is gonna be in it. <laughs> oh, Joey, I didn't know Joey Diaz was gonna be in it, but yeah, he's he's a wild he's a wild dude, so I think he's perfect for that show. Hell yeah, bro! Yo, but tell me though, Sopranos. I'm going to say one thing. Anyone listening to this with Sopranos, spoiler alerts. Spoiler alert ahead. So, 
Bro, let me first think first about Sopranos. We know what happens in the last scene. You think Tony Soprano dead or it just ends like that with all those clues they give you and stuff. I think he died in the end, which I'm okay with. Yeah, honestly, I think he did too. I think that's, like you said, all the clues and just how it cuts to black, you know, just everything. And then you look up the season that's building up to it with New York, the New York bosses, you know, everyone's getting whacked. I mean, that's, that's how all the wise guys ended up, you know, either dead or in jail. So honestly, I think that's how, that's just how it ended. You know, I think he's dead. Facts. And they said, you know, in the scene, in the episode before the Penelope episode, they had that, that, um, humongous clue when he's talking to Bobby after he gets whacked in the, at the train store, man, that, that death hit me. That was just sad. And, uh, he says, you probably don't even hear it when it happens. RIP Bobby Bacala. And they said, they said the, the, the line probably don't hear it when it happens. It feeds the black and, that's what it looked like it did. And uh, if you really look back and go to like those deep YouTube essays, they have those clues. Probably the dude in the members mm-hmm. only jacket. Yep. Yep. I did. Yeah. I, I, I saw that video too. Like they went through everything, like all the clues. And then it was like, yeah, like that's just what happens. You know, you probably got shot in the back of the head and that's it. Everybody got whacked except Paulie. Paulie. Yo, Paulie Walnuts, man. Mm-hmm. You can't whack Paulie Walnuts, you know. Bro. That's, that's just a guy. Perfect comic relief. <laughs> right? Everything, everything, him, between him and Silvio, there's, like, the the two guys, like, he, that you didn't want to see get whacked, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, bro. I think Will, Silvio got in that coma at the end of the show. Didn't seem like he was waking up from that. Man. Yeah. But they got Phil Leotardo, yeah, though. Yeah, no, that was a... Thing. Yeah, honestly, that was happy. I, I, I don't know. I kind of felt bad for, for Phil Leotardo, <laughs> you know, because of what happened with his um, with his brother that got yeah. whacked right in front of him, you know. But that was a that was a gruesome death. Oh. Like, that dude got whacked, and then his head got crushed by the car. Oh, man. With the kids inside? That was, oh. that was like, damn. With the kids there, with oh man, that was a rough one. But rest in peace, rest in peace to Frank Vincent. Though. Yeah, bro, like, he was you know, fucking incredible, Philly Otaro. Like I hated that dude. He was just such mm-hmm. a dickhead, right? But that's the beauty of that show, man. Like all those guys, you know, Paulie, Silvio, you know, all of them, like. They were actual, you know, wise guys, some of them. And they even they grew up in that. So they that's why the show was so good. That's why the performances were so believable. Oh yeah. I think um the dude Paulie Walnuts guy, Tony Circo, actually did was did do his do do time his on himself in and out of jail and shit and like wow. And he found it. He he found mm-hmm. and bro, and we can't leave we cannot forget James Gatofidi, the GOAT. Goat TV actor, hands down. Nah, you cannot. You cannot, man. He's he was he was just like so so synonymous with that show. Like every like when I was little, 
I used to watch that show a lot when I started <laughs> with my dad. But everywhere, every like other movie I see him in, I'd be like, "Hey, that's Tony Soprano." Nah, uh, yeah, you he know, did get that's how much cast. I like, like just loved his character, admired him. You know, I'm... but damn, that was so sad. Mm-hmm. I bet you that he would have eventually broken that stereo that that uh the the um the casting type, the being typecast like that. And I think he was more of really a stage actor too. Like he did a big broad, successful Broadway show after Sopranos ended. And I think he would have found his niche. And you know, what's also crazy is uh, James Gandolfini the whole time, Tony Soprano, he does an accent. Like you've heard him in real interviews. Completely different guy. Yeah, no, he's not. He, he does. Yeah, he doesn't have the, he, he doesn't have like that whole, you know, mobster get up but that's like again man it was so believable like that's just how great of an actor he was too you know so right yo random good movie that james gandolfini's in you ever see true romance no but i've seen the the taking of pelham 123 with denzel watch <laughs> yeah and javolta and he, he played he plays the mayor in it. and that was like that's like one of my favorite movies of all time so <laughs> <laughs> bro every time you, I ride the train Metro North and past Pelham every single time I think about that. Yeah. Yo, I talked to this dude who um, immigrated from Albania to Greece and he settled, he lives in Jersey now, but he moved to Pelham in the Bronx. That's where he first went. And, yo, know, while we go into that, you're a Bronx guy. You're, that's where you're originally from. You're from East Tremont Avenue. That is, that is where you grew up, right? East Tremont? No, I'm from, um, Actually, I grew up right off of Morris Park Ave. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like in Morris Park. I lived there for a little bit. And then we moved all the way down to by where Cortona Park is. Yeah. Right by the um, right by the Sheridan, I think. Yeah, like right by the Sheridan. Um, I went to PS66 or Fannie Lou Hamer Middle School when I moved down there. And then um, I was down there up until I was like 12 in the Bronx and then I moved up to Westchester, but yeah, that's so you, the Bronx is my stopping ground, man. So you truly, your entire childhood was before your teenage years was in the Bronx. That's funny. Cause my dad did something similar. My dad grew up in Baychester. So all the way to the West in the Bronx by a co-op city. And, mm-hmm. uh, he was there. Then he also went to Westchester. He was there his whole childhood. Then in high school, he went to Westchester in Ardsley. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. My dad, you took the same routes, it seems. What's the, yo, tell me where, what's even now, and especially post-COVID world to get ready, tell me what's, what's your favorite place to eat in the Bronx, whether it's, whether it's Italian, Arthur Ave, whether you're going to uh, get some great Spanish food up in uh, the South Bronx, where are you going? If you get anything in this world, what's the best thing I could get in the Bronx? You know, I'm always, every time I'm in the Bronx, I usually get, like, just some good Spanish food, you know? Yeah. It's like, back back in the day, back in the day when I was little, like, especially in Morris Park, Morris Park Ave, along that whole avenue, it was all Italian. Like, that shit was so Italian. Like, they had the whole flag in the middle, like, painted <laughs> in the street and everything. That's how so you know. growing up, growing up Italian food, yeah, growing up Italian food was was 
that was like that was a big part of what I ate, you know. But definitely, anytime I'm down there, I'm always trying to get some good Spanish food, you know. Always, always, always. Bro, I've been really getting into my Spanish food. They say like Lomo Soltado has turned into the best thing I've gotten out of 2020. Well, one of the best things. You know what my favorite? Um, you know what my favorite pizza spot? You ever been a full moon pizza in on Arthur Avenue? You know how I went with I went with our boy Jeff Jeff Severino. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He showed me lived no, up in, in the fort, like right by Fordham he University. A, he was at Fordham, yeah. He was on Fordham. That's the stuff. I used to be out there when I was little all the time. Mm. Dude, and you know that skate park right by Yankee Stadium. That's it. Told me he would go there often. It's like right behind it. Mm-hmm. It's like you can see it from the Ford train. A lot of people tell me good things, and of course the Brock Zoo. How many times you go to Brock Zoo? Man, when I was little, I went a lot. Like, I went for Halloween one time. Mm. And we went on a hayride over there. So that was, that's something I remember vividly. But I would go there a lot when I was little. Yeah, I went there, would go there during Christmas a lot. My family, you know, how it is over there and all the decorations. And they get, they get the tigers being lit with that and stuff or wherever. <laughs> and you can't go wrong. I don't know if they still do it, but it was free on Wednesdays, free admission. I don't know if they still do it. Definitely not COVID times, but you would have lines like. I don't know. I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. 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 I haven't been in the Bronx in a long time. I wonder how they treated the Tigers after Tiger King. You see Tiger King? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm actually one of the few that did not watch Tiger King. You know, I never (laughs) didn't watch it, you know, but. But as far as I know, free Joe Exotic, you know. Free Joe Exotic. <laughs> That's the first on this podcast. Free Joe Exotic. Yo, tell me what else. We're speaking of that. We're talking. We're talking. What What you been binging lately? Besides, we talked about Sopranos already. Were you binging anything right now? Oh uh, no, nah, I haven't been watching a lot of TV. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly just been watching movies. I've been trying to watch movies like this today. I was watching Ocean's Eleven. No way! For the first time. Was this- no, this is like the twentieth time ah. I've watched that movie. I, I've, Fuck it. No, I love. I, I, that's like my favorite. One of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I, I can. That's one movie I can watch over and over again and not get bored of it. But yeah, the great Steven Soderbergh. Bro, I mean that cast: Brad Pitt, mm. Bernie Mac. R.I.P. Bernie Mac, George George Clooney, Julia Roberts. R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Dude, I was watching um, Man. I was watching stand up the other day, bro. I forgot, like, I didn't forget, but I was like, yo, Bernie Mac had it. Yo, still there, Gabe? Hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. I had to send out a text real quick. But oh yeah. no, yeah, you're good, you're good. Um, I was just glad the feed did it right, but yeah. So, uh, um. Bro, Bernie Mac had had the juice, especially in stand up, bro. You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because the other day I was like watching some of his some of his stand up on YouTube, and I was watching some of the movies he was in, and it was like, I'm, I'm just we we truly lost a legend, you know? Yeah, that man is a legend. Yo, you ever see that movie, Mister Three Thousand? 
<laughs> man, that that movie was a classic. I the haven't great. seen it in a while, but I remember being little. Yeah, we had the I, legendary I Angela Bassett in it. You know everything mm-hmm. she's in terms of gold. So, but yeah, nah, man, Bernie Mac, you. <laughs> That was one of the funniest motherfuckers on this planet. Like on original kings of you comedy. Couldn't tell him anything. You, you know, he is the king of comedy. I mean, just out of that group, you know, for me it was it's Bernie Mac all the way at number one, and then Cedric the Entertainer at number two. But like, <laughs> come on, man, that is that he that man was the king of comedy, you know. Yeah. You know, staying on comedy, this year I'm really, really getting into stand-up lately, especially with the podcast, because, you know, all, every comedian has a podcast now. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tell me some, who are some of the uh, stand-ups you, uh, we should look out for? Which ones you've been listening to or watching lately? Um, well, you know, other than, like, the grace, I would say Patrice O'Neal. Like, I went R-P-M. back to a lot of stuff. I love Patrice O'Neal, man. That man was so on point with, with the stuff he was saying back in 2010. Yeah. Passed. Every know? comedian loves, um, like, like worships him and for a good reason, too. I, you know, you know, he used to be a WWE writer. <laughs> Fun fact. I did not know that, actually. That's pretty tight. But yeah, he was definitely one of the first really woke comedians before before everybody is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've. I, you know, Patrice O'Neill, Bill Burr, obviously, um, and Dave Chappelle, you know, Dave Chappelle made his comeback, you know, this year and last year, I believe, you know, between these two years and Dave Chappelle's been on point, man. That's, that's who I've been rocking with lately, Dave Chappelle. One of the best hands down comeback stories ever. And he's on the Mount Rushmore comedy for a reason. And he really doesn't give a fuck, doesn't he? He lives in, like, Ohio. He he could get hundreds of millions of dollars on Netflix specials now. He knows he's got it, and he's just a man of the people who just happens to have an amazing platform. Yeah, no, nah, Dave Chappelle, that, he's a legend right up there, like you said, Mount Rushmore. That man, you can't tell him nothing either. Like, he's just, he's so carefree. You know, he, he does his thing. He does what he loves, and he just doesn't – he does not give a fuck, you know? <laughs> no, he doesn't. You know what the mo- one of the most underrated things Dave Chappelle ever has done that more people need to go on? And if you have the Peacock Network, it's for free on Peacock. You ever see Dave, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's Block Party? Uh, I don't – no, I don't think I have. It's great. It came out in 2004. It's a half documentary, half uh, concert film. And he literally just gets these people to go out in Brooklyn and, and out in like the Crillon and Hill area and have a big block party for everyone to uh, chill and hang out. And this was right after he left Chappelle's show, you know, turning down the 50 million to come back. And he just wanted to have his roots back. Like he's got, He's got Kanye, like college dropout Kanye performing. He has the Roots, Common, Fuji's. Oh, I mean, Legends on Legends performing this big pot party for the people. And more people got to look that shit up. Hella entertaining. Or just look up the music, if anything. Yeah, no, I've never heard him. That just goes to, like, just how respected Dave Chappelle is and how, like, revered he is in the community, man. Like, he can do anything, you know? He's... You know, whenever he speaks, you know, everyone listens, man. Easily. Like, remember 
he had that YouTube video after George Floyd's death, and he had that mini that mini special. It was both funny, but really spitting some facts and uh, made you really think. He had something to say. Most of all, most importantly, he had something to say. And I think that's one of the he he really meet he really he's got it because he always has something to say, even with his jokes. Yeah, I remember watching that when it came out. That was deep, man. That that hit home to me, you know. Easily. That was that was a deep one. See, that's just that shows the versatility though, man. Like one minute he could have you laughing your ass off about something serious, you know. And he could he always delivers it delivers a message with it at the end, you know. For sure. Without being campy or corny with it. He's just saying it as like you just have to hear this. Not a lot of people could do that, man. You know, some of this, the stand-ups I've been really into lately, against Chappelle, it was great. I've been really watching a lot of the classics. Eddie Murphy, can't forget Eddie Murphy's stand-up. And, I mean, I watched Eddie Murphy's Raw a lot this weekend, and even on point, you know, you know, you know, some of the things didn't age well for those who get offended easily, but if as long as you don't get offended, it's, it's gold. And... I know they're they're trying to. Um, I think he's gonna have a big deal. Any, you know, before we know it, to come back like that was the original plan before COVID. Chris Rock was on Howard Stern talking about how he was trying to book some places, but Eddie Murphy already got holdings on him without announcing the big tour. So we need Eddie. You you think Eddie Murphy could come back after thirty years of uh, stepping away from the game in stand up? Well, hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah, yeah. I think Eddie Murphy, he's still a funny ass motherfucker. I mean, even though it's, this isn't standard, but he did um uh he did the movie on Netflix, I Am Dol- Dolomite. Oh man, Dolomite he took an movie. Oscar nomination. He did for that. that. Yeah, yeah. No, he 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 showed with that movie that he still got it. You know, he could easily just come back in the game. You know, it's still the same Eddie Murphy from from the Delirious days, and <laughs> that's that's just that's a legend too. So. People have to remember he held it. He really, he was, he made it big 16, 17 years old. And, you know, he saved Saturday Night Live. He really helped getting people of color more recognized to be in hit movies, helping Arsenio out to be big. And, uh, you know, he, he broke barriers and he's just legitimately funny. Decades worth of great movies and he can be dramatic when he wants to like you mentioned Dolmite is my name dream girls he um he's another one on that mount rushmore to be honest and for good reasons and we grew up with the guy and you know some of the other stand-ups i've been looking at uh joe rogan for pure stand-up joey diaz stand-up um there's this girl annie letterman i don't know if you heard of her she's on the rise she's making some big moves um no yeah, well, watch out. I really think she'll. This is going to be her decade. And Andrew Satio's been good too. Whitney Cummings. Uh, watching some Sam Kinison. This is my Sam Kinison impression for anyone who knows. So, game. How are you doing today? Or my attempt for it. No, <laughs> 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 nah, that was dope. That was dope. <laughs> Tommy Moore. Oh, well, no, that was a little deep, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sam Kinison has some nah, juice. Yeah, I'm... 
Yeah, no, Joey Diaz is another one too. I love I love listening to his podcast and hearing all of his stories. Oh my being god. back in Jersey and just all the, the all of his drug stories, you know, just just the crazy shit he's been through in his life. Like that's a that's a really interesting man. That shows you, man, you really could nothing could be more low than he was. And he got it. He didn't give up. And dude, you you funny you say that because I listen to him like when I go to the gym. And he's one of the podcasts like I actually like laugh out loud here in a story he says. And we all know so many people, especially in the area we where we live in, that we know so many Joey Diaz lookalikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, dude, that man is crazy. Like I, I just like it's like. It's like you'll never ever find someone that has like such history and like in like the shittiest places, but he can tell it in a way where it's like God, like you can't help but laugh, you know? Yeah, he lived life, man. Let he's lived a life to make, especially make comedy out of with that. Oh, and another random stand up I like two more like Mark Marin stand up and Con- the few times I've heard it with, is Conan O'Brien, even though he's more of a talk show host. But he, he, I actually found a stand-up set he did it. He kills it, man. Oh, man. Yo, tell me a movie. You've been watching a lot of movies. Tell me an ass movie you saw recently. What's the movie you saw? And like, damn, I got my time wasted. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you, you asked me this, man. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't even remember the name of the movie. But it's, it's this new movie that came out with Shia LaBeouf. Uh-oh. It's the movie he got he got a whole chest tattoo, an actual chest tattoo for it. And he, <laughs> he plays this he's part of this Mexican drug cartel. And it was just I forget the name of it, but it was just like at first I was excited because Shia LaBeouf, like <laughs> I love him. He's another crazy guy. And like the role he played was like was sick. Like he was actually sick. Like he was a killer, but he was like so badass. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert but they end up fucking killing him pretty early off and it's like what and Yo, like, I... from there on the movie it's just absolute ass i'm sorry <laughs> so this i looked it up the movie is called the tax collector i ring yeah, a bell yeah, the tax collector yeah it's about these two drug cart this, these these two young guys that are the bosses of this mexican drug cartel and basically the I guess like the really the the big boss is in prison, and you know he's trying to find who's the next you know who's the next he challenges him basically by pitting this other fucking crazy guy against him, and they just go on all out war, you know blood. It's it's a very violent movie. is is bloody and gory, you know, but. It was just ass. Like it was just so bad. Like I, I hate that I spent money on it. Like I want. Damn. Like, oh my god. Yo, I got some movies that are pretty ass that I saw. Um, now I watched this movie because, you know, I'm in media industry and production. I need to watch like all the things that are popular. So they said this movie called The Kissing Booth. One of Netflix's most popular movies. Movie I want to choose to watch if I didn't, you know. If I didn't uh, have to be aware of like you know all the popular movies, I saw that piece of shit. I thought it had a horrible message. I thought it wasn't funny, so cringy, not not um 
like oh my god like wow for anyone who like netflix and chilled that with that they killed the mood that was pretty pretty disappointing i didn't like this <laughs> i i have to give the movie another chance because i know a lot of people like it but you ever heard of norm mcdonald's dirty work no i don't think i have it's already lang it was just cringy they just you know since we both like movies we you know those people are like show not tell they just talking every joke and things weren't funny it, it has a cult following for some reason but that was a waste of my time as well and you know i heard um that that new movie tenant yeah um, i heard that movie wasn't that great Is really that, did you see that not yet, but I really yeah. want to. I mean, of course, Christopher Nolan is required to, to yeah, watch. And, I, I wanted to see that too. And two of my um and two of my favorite actors on the rise right now, John David Washington. He's he's he really steps steps well in his father's shoes, Denzel. And the Robert Pattinson, who's really reinvented himself. I hope I've I have actually heard mixed to positive yeah. reviews myself, yeah. but I just have to give it my fair share and you know it's tough with movie theaters right now to find one that's open but um the minute i can get access to it i'm going in i definitely want to see that movie like straight from the first trailer it reminded me of inception mm-hmm. that's hands down like one of the greatest pieces of cinema of all time like just the this the choreography and just every just just how mind-boggling of a movie that was like that that's that's what really drew me to to wanting to see tenant so i'm gonna see it anyways despite what the critics say so hell yeah bro i definitely hope you're liking this so far i want you to come back on the reg like joey diaz to joe to joe rogan and i want to hear your review i'm dead ass when i say this i hope you're having a good time here i'm gonna i'm gonna do that yeah yeah no this is this is dope this is dope (laughs) He's catching up, man. You know? Hell yeah, bro. Yo, we were talking about good food before. What's some ass food? What's some food you can't stand? Like, I can't, like, Jamaican beef patties get me sick. I'm sure there there's some great ones in this world, but it's tough for me. I don't like alf- chicken Alfredo. I don't know how anyone eats an Alfredo Come sauce. Come on, Daddy B. Come on. I might have had some bad ones, bro. I could admit. Because what? I get that reaction. Wow! No, you definitely had some bad experiences. I told oh, well, one time I got really sick from it. coming from you. No way! <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah, that's probably did it for you. But for me, ass food, I would say lentil soup. I fucking hate lentil, lentil soup. soup. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever ate that, but I hate lentil soup, man. That shit is gross. Yo, you know another food I can't soup. stand. I it's can't. Just, it's so. It just tastes weird, bro. You know it's ass food. A fillet of fish from McDonald's. I don't know how anybody enjoys this shit. I don't like yeah. fillet of fish. Why would you ever eat a? Why would you ever eat a fish sandwich from a burger joint? That's the first. <laughs> You're asking to get food poisoning. I was man. giving it a That's, chance. No, never. Yo, I heard the McRibs <laughs> coming back. You about to try that? The McRib's coming back, I heard. Uh, that's another one. Hell no. You're going to get ribs at a fast food burger joint? <laughs> People went crazy, crazy over no, that man. shit. I would never eat that either. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's like when they had the McPizza. 
bathing the old days. Like that's just crazy. They had a pizza. McDonald's used to make pizza, and that's just oh my god. About um, that's like Burger King. You know what's awful? Burger King's tacos. <laughs> I heard about that. Shit was terrible. I don't even think they have that anymore. Yeah. What yeah, my fail. dad. My dad bought one, and he said it was just. It was just like a piece of. It was just a like a little tortilla with just being like spread in it, and it was so gross. Mm. You know what's, you know what's ass. Um, remember Quiznos? I don't think they exist no more. <laughs> Yo, I remember Quiznos. I had I, I ate these. I ate their sandwich when I was little once. I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad actually, but I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I haven't really you, eat Quiznos. You mess with Subway. <sighs> Don't even get me started on Subway, man. Yo, when I was at school, mm-hmm. I was eating that shit like every damn night. I can't stand <laughs> Subway anymore. You have Fredo making your sandwich. <laughs> uh, I hate Subway. Much, you know, making my sandwich hungover, actually. And it's like, dude, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of this. I'm dude. so tired of this. I am the exact same way. We had... Just like you pretty much had Subway on the reg and then I couldn't take it no more. I have not had a Subway sandwich in the last three years. And I would get it, you know, semi-regularly like any other regular person, but never again. Never, never again. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not, man. You know, it's another one. I don't know. It's, I think it's a New York treasure, Blimpy. I used to Blimpy, the Blimpy closed by where I lived, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blimpy. Oh man. But yeah, most yeah, of those no, those that, big that sandwiches haven't made it. Yo, you remember Jersey? Well, no, I mean they're still around. No, Jersey Mike's man. ain't that bad. I will admit. Yeah, I I I like Jersey Mike's, but I think I feel like they're kind of a little overpriced. Maybe oh, just for yeah, the few that. times I went there. Like we got one in Wood in Woodbury in Woodbury mm-hmm. Commons, we have one. But I, honestly, I've been going to just a tiny in Delhi's one by my house that I go to, Frankie's, and they they make they make good good sandwiches. So you know, you're on that first name basis with the guys over there, guys and girls. I'm sure that's how you know. But yeah, um, most yeah, of those places. You, honestly, at this point, like I can't. Yeah. I can't be eating that fast food stuff anymore. Like I want that authentic, you know, like homemade kind of, kind of deal, you know? And it's all the same price. If you at the end of the day, maybe a few dollars, you need that quality. I've been a uh, steering away. I, I, I only eat fast food when I'm fucked up as a, you know, be it as take that as you will. But, uh, I only really go after, you know, maybe two menu to drink. And I do try to make an effort to, uh, at least go to a local place, um, instead. And DoorDash makes it so much easier now. Cause you could just pick up places. Like I'm huge on DoorDash and Uber eats. The pickup option has been the move since they brought that in. Yeah, I'm usually I'm on I'm on Uber Eats Wave, and mm-hmm. I keep telling myself I'm gonna stop it because they charge you so much. 
Oh yeah, like I spent so much money through that, and it's bad. Like I gotta put down Uber Eats and go for a walk or something, you know. Or just put yeah. Uber Eats pickup, and uh, you know, yeah, and then you walk to the spot to get it, burn them calories. Yeah, no, unfortunately, at work, though, like, there's nothing really around me that I can mm-hmm. walk to, you know, at least nothing healthy either. So I got to I got to get it, you know, I either got to make food the night before or I just got to I got to bite the bullet. Mm. Yo, you you remember you like the Popeye's chicken sandwich at least, though? You know, honestly, when I finally got one, I was kind of like. This this is really what people are going crazy for. This is what people started like, fights for. All right, it just that's what it was like when I got it. I was like, damn, this is this is chicken sandwich. I mean, it's good, but it's nothing. I wouldn't fight or wait hours for it, you know. Right, right. I mean, I liked it when I had it, but I haven't had one since either. So maybe that shows my loyalty. What's better though, KFC or Popeyes? You know, if I was, if you asked me this when I was like 11, I would say KFC, but I'm going to have to say Popeye's. Now. Easily. I was going to say, like, bro, yo, our boy Sam on Charlie told me the funniest story at Popeye's. He told me he goes to the drive through, he orders what he's got to order. He's like, yo, can I have a nice tea? He's like, no, you're getting a lemonade. Of course, sorry. Damn, yeah, no, nah, they're fed up with their jobs at Batman. I mean, I would too. I would hate having to work there. Bro, imagine being working drive through McDonald's during the Travis Scott and Jay Balvin uh, promotions. People just playing you, does dumb shit to get likes. But tell me why I saw that Jay Balvin McDonald's commercial today, man. I was like... <laughs> Are you serious, dude? Like, come on. He, he wants that paycheck. What's Jay Balvin going to do for McDonald's? <laughs> hey, Jay Balvin just wants that paycheck. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get diabetes because Jay Balvin said so. Yeah. <laughs> Burn. Maybe that's why they're bringing the McRib back. They have some, they're going to have the McRib starring Nav or Kanye <laughs> or Megan Thee Stallion McRib. <laughs> Hopefully one day is you selling me a McRib, so I'll actually go out and get it. You know, I'm open for the promotion, man. Got the collab coming. We, we got to start making so we got to start making some money off this podcast. I'm down to advertise that shit. Mhm, mhm, definitely making big moves. Yo, man, let's uh, that, those Hartford days, bro. Yo. Back with those Hartford days, man. Miss Russian lady. So yeah. So what are you saying about the Hartford days? Yo. So there was a few oh. bars, um, or, or like the one there was by there was three when I came in. Um, the the one that always stayed alive was Russian lady. Um, that wagon house, I think. Yo, you remember? You remember Angry Bull? Do I remember Angry Bull? Boy, okay, great. Started, man. That was. Oh my god, that was some Angry of the greatest Bull. times. Angry Bull, Black Bear, yeah, they were they were outie by uh, my senior year. It was crazy. The uh, RMP did what this happened. We there was somebody who, for some reason, got on the roof of Angry Bull, and sadly got too drunk and fell to their death. And that was the end of that place. And then 
a black bear would get raided by cops for underage and fake IDs, but Russian lady survived the whole way. And I mean, I don't know. Do, does anyone else go to any other bars or they just stick with Russian lady on Thursday, Thursdays? Um, when I was there my last year, so yeah, like you said, all the, the black, um, angry bull shut down, like all that stuff happened. And mostly everyone was just going to Russian lady. Like that was the spot to go to, but you know, the, the OGs and the boys, sometimes mm-hmm. you'd go to pig's eye, you know? Yeah. Pig's the, eye. Um, oh my God. They had the, the, all the dark boys there. If you had the, I think if it, on Tuesdays, I think it was, if you had the, yeah. the cup, you'd get the dollar beer. Like that was, that was always a good time to go there and, and kind of escape from the little kids, you know? Oh, bro, Pig's Eye. I love going to Pig's Eye back in the day. It was like with us and like Sam, Brad, Vinny, uh, Boomin, McKean, Mm -hmm. all those goons out there. Good times. Benji. Yeah. Sorry for missing anybody. I have a funny story. Funny story about Pig's Eye, man. Yo, tell us, bro. um, Me and Vinny. You know, when I, I used to live with Vinny in the fives in my yeah. apartment, in our village apartment. So he was he was a big pig's eye guy, like every Tuesdays, because I mean, he was mostly, you know, we, we were all broke. So, like, that was like a good time to really go and have fun because mm-hmm. it was cheap. And he was he was seeing this girl at the time and she was there. <laughs> and I think I think it was her her ex or something that was also there uh-uh. this other this other lame dude and oh, the whole night him and Vinny were just going back and forth like staring <laughs> at each other until finally it blew up and at the end of the night we all got kicked Vinny and the guy got kicked out because <laughs> they were starting trouble oh. and it was me Vinny Chris I think Sam was there possibly and we were all outside just like like this ready to jump this dude and like hell yeah the, the bouncers are holding holding everyone back and we were just like making fun of him and stuff <laughs> that was the crazy ass night man like i oh my god that was such a funny night you know yo man it's funny when you <laughs> you know when you're with that squad shit's about to go down like yo the spring fling days i'll never forget right it was a like senior senior one. I was with Sam, and I forgot what what causes Squaka Flocka was performing. <laughs> I was there. I was in the middle of that. Yep. You you remember Sam trying to fight? It was him against five other dudes. I'll push it back, and it was starting to go off. Oh no, my god! I was, I was um I was in that crowd. I wasn't there with Sam because I was on the other side of the crowd. Yeah, there was this guy getting beat up by five people. <laughs> And I was right there, front row, watching it. So that I was, I was occupied with that. But that was a crazy Yo, concert. And we had to really walk away. There was about to be a problem because there was no way, you know, we could get our fraternity. But it was five against two, and these were all like six three dudes. Like I don't know what he, he did wrong. Uh, do you remember? I think this was my junior year. It would be your freshman year when Jeff wanted to fight one of the off-campus fraternities. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, no, again. I don't remember that. No, I didn't. What? Yeah, it was. Um, I don't re- really remember what what brought him out there, but it was again. A lot of our brothers wanted to fight by themselves before they recruit got the other ones going. 
Mm-hmm. Man. You know, funny, what just came to my mind, it was, this was at, I think my first spring fling. But I don't know if you remember um, Guy and all of his friends. Oh, yeah, they're, Guy they're really cool B-Rod. But then, what's Austin. his name? Pete on, I think, what's his name? Pete on someone, one of his friends. What was it? There was Brasley, B-Rye. I think it was Brad. Brasley. I who it was. Yeah, I remember he hey, peed hey, on one of the dudes in the middle of the concert. <laughs> I think when French Montana was playing. I think so. And Brad, because he was his guest, Brad got on probation just because he signed him yeah. in to go to spring fling. Oh my god, that that was that was such a wild like freshman year. Like that was so crazy. Like that was the worst thing that school could do was bring in Waka Flocka. <laughs> And have him have him perform hard in the paint in front of a bunch of like a thousand junk college kids. Like, oh my god, bro, that was crazy. <laughs> yo, you remember we also had Ti one year, but he didn't give a fuck. He's like, yo, I'm I'm I, now I gotta perform. I used to be I was winning Grammys and playing in Master Square Garden. Now I'm playing the University of Hartford. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. We had Ti French Montana. Yeah, Waka Flocka. Like, yeah, that was legit. There's some legit. That was legit. That shit was not cheap either. I bet you know. Yo, P and B Rock. If you uh, you know, P and B Rock. He was oh there too. My God, I forgot about him. Yo, my freshman year, you hark got the most ass choice to get a performer. You know, there. I mean, if this was 1999, we finally got that big, the big band. Um, what was it called? I want to say like Big Fish or something. It was real. Well, it was real Big Fish. Yeah, real Big that's Fish. Who, yeah, that's who it was. I remember one of my professors. We were telling him, and she's like in her 40s. She's like, they were big when I was in college. That's what they got for us. At least you get like <laughs> someone worthwhile. Yeah. Get the Chili Peppers if you're going that deep or something. Nah, nah, we couldn't. We couldn't afford the chili peppers. You crazy? Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't disrespect the chili peppers <laughs> oh, no like way. that. We could have disrespect no them like way. that. No way, we could not. That's if my the dream chili concert. peppers came, then all of Hartford would have to come. You know, bro, that's my dream concert. Now left, I gotta see Red Hot Chili Peppers. Bad. Who's your yeah, dream concert? I've never been to a um, real concert. Not dream concert. <laughs> No, I've never been to a real, um, I've never been to like a rock concert or anything. Mm-hmm. I've only been to hip hop concerts. Yeah. All throughout high schools. But um, my dream concert, man, that's a tough one, you know? Yeah, it could be a bunch of that's different really people. It doesn't have to be one. one specific person. Like, you could name a, a few. Lot, you know? oh, I definitely would want to see Mob Deep again. Mob you know? Deep? That's a classic. I yeah, Chuck I saw Wong's them live when I was in high school. Yeah, there is no such thing Master as halfway man crooks. Man, I saw live. No, no, man. I'd want to see Method Man and Red Man live again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wish, I wish I could have seen like I knew people that saw Biggie live, and they said that was like a crazy, like surreal experience. Unbelievable. So I wish that's one of my dream concerts. You know, Tupac. Like, Imagine seeing Tupac. That would be crazy. Too. I've just seen NWA in their prime. Oh, be cool that'd, to see that'd be too. Or the Beastie Boys that'd, or Run DMC. Man, 
too many see this why it's hard it's like so many like i wanted there's so many like conscious i'd want to see live if i could i hear that pretty much marked everyone i did i want to see kendrick again i want to see travis scott again i want to see i'm a little see little uzi again chili peppers um Man, actually, yeah, my, my dream concert, Metallica. I'd want Metallica. To see Metallica. Oh, I love to see Metallica. Yeah. Those dudes still rock. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, man, they're still going strong. I definitely would hope. I, I would wish I could see them. You know. Yeah, was there a band or artist you definitely don't want to see? Like Nav. Nav, you don't want to see Nav. I love Nav. He's got he's got the late night driving. <laughs> I almost saw him in Brooklyn with two people from work, but um, they didn't pan out. Or uh, I'd like to see. Or who's another band, the group I don't want to see. I wouldn't want to see Lil Nas X. Now nah, I'm playing. I'd, I'd I'd see Lil Nas X. Uh, <laughs> Neon trees. Hell I want to see neon home. trees. You don't fuck with Lil Nas X. His <laughs> two songs, man. His two songs get is they just. You know who I definitely want to see? I want to see Mo Bamba. I want to see Mo Bamba. I was sorry, Sheck West. Do Mo Bamba. Nah, I'll just go to a concert and like the DJ will play it, and that's a good enough. That's good enough, bro. I'll tell you what. (laughs) There's this bar in Stanford. Dudes play Mo Bamba. This was definitely pre-COVID times, and I've Mm -hmm. never. I'm. I always thought the day would come where I would see one of the. You know, if a bar set up, they have handles all over, and people are jumping so much. A whole, a whole thing of Jack Daniels, thirty bucks, cracking on the floor. <laughs> it was worth it, man. That 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 got me hyped. Mm-hmm. And yo, you remember, you remember Tank? You know Tank? Yeah, Tank. yeah, yeah. Tank, I know Tank. <laughs> yo, yeah, I went. He's, he's he's big. Yeah, he's killing it out there. Good for him. Mm-hmm. So, I went to one of his like campus house parties, right? With uh, with Sam and Brad and this girl Marky, you know, I've said this story before, but like, uh, Meek Mill's dreams and nightmares goes on, and like this is when he was locked up. So mm-hmm. people really supporting height, and you know everyone sings, and times like this, times like that, it's a matter of, and then hold up, wait a minute, hold up, let's finish the whole thing's down. This was this was in the fives. I could have sworn I heard the mm-hmm. floor crack. Oh, that shit used to be bumping. Definitely. Yo, tell me some of the... Yo, can you tell me some more crazy shit you saw in the village? Yeah, let me um, let me send out this text. My mom is blowing me up. <laughs> yeah, I got second. you. Do your thing. That's why we got unlimited oh, no. time with the Zoom. second. Um, but, damn. One of the craziest... Man, that's a lot. I remember on... um. I think it was our first spring fling. Mm-hmm. Um, I was standing outside, and um, I was in the obviously in the fives. And this is like these two these two dudes are just squaring up, like just fighting each other, just going <laughs> back and forth, throwing punches and everything. And it was like the first that was like the first fight I've seen on campus at the time. 
and it was between you know a guy from a, one of the fraternities against some random dude, and they. This is like the guy from the fraternity was short, you know. He was so short, and the dude he was fighting was way bigger than him. <laughs> he didn't give like, a fuck. Come on, man, what is, what is your problem? And they eventually it got broken up, but that whole spring fling was such a blur. But I, oh my god, man, I'm trying to think now, like some of the craziest stuff I've seen, man, like. Yeah, first you don't realize like that's that was a long time ago now. That was like yeah, twenty sixteen. You know, that I was, was so long ago. Did things get crazier after I graduated, or should things stay more tame, or what? Nah, man. After after you guys graduated, things just went downhill. Like Shit, everything really? became more. Yeah, the school got more tight about drinking and partying and stuff like you weren't allowed to throw village parties anymore That's you know whack. occupancy occupancy limits and everything that shit just that shit went downhill and the last spring fling we had was was just whack man like was it even existent we had barely like we still had a concert but but the concert was like the you hardly no acapella name. group like it was like it was like people we'd never heard of before like up and coming people i guess but like it was it was just so whack mm-hmm. and like everyone was just standing outside but then there was a curfew <laughs> and it was just so whack like it wasn't fun so you really had to go off know? campus to turn up yeah really that was where a lot of the fun stuff happened you know i russian lady like that's where everything went down like that was a spot that was a a spot like saw people shoot their shots and and you saw people shoot their shots that you were happy for yeah they did it yeah yeah you know seeing stuff like that or just getting free drinks from people that was always the best especially when you were broke that night you know, but um, I have to say, like, some of the craziest stuff, it's just, like, it has to do with, like, with Fredo just sometimes running around the quad ass naked for no reason. This dude's you know, drinking out here. <laughs> oh, my God, man. That he's, he was the one that kept everything alive, you know, once you guys graduated. But that's, everything just went downhill, man. Yo, I, I, um, you know, one thing, you know, Brandon Freeber, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, course, that's this, my guy. This dude had a Jeep like that didn't have brakes. He had a car that didn't have brakes and he drove it from New Jersey to Connecticut, Northern New Jersey to Northern Connecticut. And he once put that, drove that shit right before he graduated in the middle of the village like he drove it he was doing wheelies he was monster jamming that shit i i will be i gotta find those pics there's definitely out there and he was just didn't give a fuck and you see p.s like try to go like chase him <laughs> that what was the insane. hell how did he how did he not get kicked out for that like what the hell because it was senior week when he did it he and then i guess they really mm. were lenient he did get it to the last possible moment yeah, he, still didn't, gave he, no he definitely didn't give a fuck, man. 
That was a wild guy. I miss Freebird. Oh man, still wow. We all gotta kick it with him at the same time. That I remember remember in uh formal my or my first formal, <laughs> my freshman year, he, he blacked out and he missed it. Oh uh, yeah, he blacked out and went to bed. Yeah. Oh my god, he pissed off he, his date. He funneled Yeah, he funneled I think he funneled the whole four local that <laughs> blacked out off of it so he missed the entire thing i remember he had a pretty pretty cute date too only to him to not prosper mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well yeah that was a fun night definitely man that was uh when we had dakomi and alex take a f- oh, go to the man. go to the fucking janitor closet and put the ladder on the chandelier wow. and mess with it. I don't know, just cause. You want to talk about a guy that just flips the switch. John Jacomi, man. <laughs> he truly is Dr. Jekyll, you know? Mm-hmm. He truly is. He lives up to it. Just, like, when you talk to him when he's normal, he's just a you know, chill dude, normal guy, you know? And the moment he starts drinking, he's just this animal. And you can't stop him. Yo, he had the funniest natural laugh I ever heard. It was like his his breath came out. He's like, ah, 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 I can't do it. It's the weirdest <laughs> laugh I've ever heard in my life. But it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember now. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, how about any wow. times we did just bullshit in the complexes? <laughs> oh, a funny complex story. I was in... Um, I lived in B Comp Stevens. I was on mm-hmm. the second floor, mm-hmm. and um, the people I lived with they were they were cool dudes, but they were kind of like they they were like the um, I think like the Hartford art kids and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know they're they're GC normal kids. But this one kid, man, he used to go. I lived right across from the bathroom, like literally the doors are right across from each other, mm-hmm. and he would go in there late at night to take a crap and he would fall asleep <laughs> in the fucking stall dude like what I got the video my man would be snoring like he would be sleeping good on that fucking toilet bro <laughs> and this was he's done that so many times <laughs> yo you want to hear a toilet so story? many times <laughs> bro I, I was in this I was in the city once in the East Village you know Thompson Square Park in Alphabet City. Yeah. Mad mm-hmm. chill. They used to, there used to be a lot of heroin deals back in the day over there. But you know, Uh-oh. it changed. Yeah. It Bro, so, <laughs> so, uh, I go there, like, I go in a stall. In the, this is, this is this summer I went in. Just foul. Oh, foul. I see two naked dudes. On the side, just chilling there, like two obese naked dudes. I've never seen something more horrific with, with just the the. There was like shit on the walls, and then I went to the toilet. I couldn't touch a thing. Like, there's just God knows what was in there, and there there's these two dudes chilling, living amongst filth, and like, so we gotta appreciate you know, that we don't have to live like that. There were homeless dudes in there. I like don't that? know what the, they were naked. I don't know what they were doing in there, bro. 
Man, I would have I would have ran the hell out of there and called bro, the cops or something, bro. I had That's to take a piss crazy. so bad. I had to take a piss so bad. Yeah. I would have I would have I would have just cut my losses and been like, listen, it is what it is. I would have just pissed myself or pissed outside, you know. Oh man. You're braver than me. I, I had a gay for that. No, let, me, let me say a complex <laughs> story. So, like, again, these complexes, as I explained, they look like little tenement houses in the Lower East Side. Brick, Pete, ugly. Ugh. But, you know, a lot of people have crazy memories from them. So, I remember one time, you know, I remember one time in the complexes, right, that, uh, um, what's the bang? Should I say it or not? Fuck it, I'll say it. Um, I remember Uh-oh. these these I remember once I guess the this the this couple was fighting and pissed off and like you can hear like you can see the motions like people screaming at each other and this girl said yo if you you think this stuff's funny and that's all I hear and she takes the laptop and throws it out the window and crack you just see oh, you just see the thing break in half it was slow for that. And, uh, like, and then you just see the guy run like hell to see, Oh my God. And then, then the RAs came in and, uh, you know, the dude went his separate way and never saw him again. You know, it's funny. All the people on my first floor, we had like 20 kids, four survived the entire year. Wow. Four of us. But I would love like playing, uh, like playing air hockey. Like, you know, we would play like floor hockey in the halls, you know, someone cracked a window once on the common room. That shit was fun. Um, you know, people screaming, being foul. Yeah, no, the, those are crazy times, man. Those complexes are something else, you know. Those you gotta earn your spot to get out. <laughs> oh, my God. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. those are crazy times. You had to earn your spot to get out of there. <laughs> Dude. You almost have to fight to get out of there, man. Oh my god! You know, do you remember this? We were talking about more fights um, during an open when I had Teddy on the podcast. Right, I was telling this story. I don't know if you remember the house. I forgot what the street it was. The main, but it was a fraternity house on a main road. For some reason, that was, they thought that was a good idea. But there was this mm-hmm. huge ass fight with Hartford townies, and I remember Jeff screaming, "Yo, this dude's got a gun!" You remember that? Oh man, I I don't think I do, but I was in a couple fights alongside with Jeff on that at that <laughs> house. So I might have I might have been there. I don't remember though. Dude, that house was that house was a fire hazard every day. Mm-hmm. No, that's wow. Somebody actually had a gun. So he says. I don't know how legit he is, but you know Jeff. Yeah. Jeff likes to uh, <laughs> embellish things. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> there are some strange looking people in that house and uh who knows bro remember um, my semi one of the semi formals i was uh i was um in charge of and i forgot to order the tables for it oh <laughs> uh, oh that was at the um that was downtown hartford yeah i forgot to order the right? tables i forget what um i forgot what what building that was one of the hotels and i straight up forgot to like check off doing the tables and I really shouldn't have been playing. Yeah, that. I remember. Yeah. I remember that was, that was a, I think that was a, a tough one to plan out, I think, but it was a nice venue. 
you know, but yeah, we were, everyone was just standing there <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the music. It was a huge room too. Like that was a big room they had us in. Just you know, there wasn't enough of us to, to fill that room in. So. And you remember how it ended, right? Yeah. I think we all got kicked out. Cause won't say who, cause somebody dropped a uh, bag of narcotics we'll just leave it at that yeah somebody somebody uh messed up <laughs> and got caught exactly and so we we all got escorted i don't remember i don't remember us getting kicked out but like that yo what oh happened was God. everyone was moving since i was in charge they say yo get out before we call the police I'm like you know so you have to have at least one of your formals or semis and that way right right <laughs> and you know what's funny we never had any correspondence again. Like I never talked to the hotel, like uh, <laughs> apologizing. We just let it go. That's just something we no, just let go. That's good. That's good. That could have I mean, gone like, in a whole bad that direction. That could have, dude, that could have came back like hard. Like that's a good yeah. thing. We, uh, they kind of, we kind of just brushed it under the rug and just left <laughs> So did the, the place. <laughs> yeah, Who knows yeah. what they did with that stuff. And remember drugs are bad. Stay away from drugs. Even you crazy college kids, but whoever was dumb enough to let it slip like that, I have my my thoughts, dude. What, what other? You ever? Uh, there was one really funny one I had in my head. Uh, oh man, I mean, just any of those crazy socials we had back in the day. We knew how to turn up, didn't we? Yeah, like when we had the we called it the core four. Living at the house, man. That was a different <laughs> era. That was a different time. Like everything was just so much, was just so, so lively, you know. They just cared was, about it was party. Crazy. It was the best. It was the best time ever. And the fact that we we didn't start getting tickets until like a year after, a year into it, you know. Yeah, the o- when Ollie and Juliet and Mike Nadu and Jafrat and Defrat would live there. Yeah, that's when we started getting all these tickets. Every week. Every week. You know? And you would have sp- spent open money to pay for tickets. Right, we had to chip in to pay for tickets. But guess what? We, we didn't stop us, you know? Literally. We going even harder every time. So, that I for- oh, it's, it kills me that I forget the address. Yeah. But I know it's Bloomfield Ave. Bloomfield Ave. I think it was. It's on Bloomfield Ave, but it's, I forget the 200 number. 200 Bloomfield Ave? That's the only thing. We had a road on a main road. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Dumbass Honestly, move. like I said, that was like crazy how it worked out for so long, though. Because think about yeah. all the times. I remember we threw it open and we had kids from like Yukon. Yeah. Coming, and then kids from Hartford, the city coming. Like it was huge. And there were so many people in the middle of the street. So many Ubers pulling up. And I was just like, yo, how the hell have we been getting away with this? Yo, like, you jinxed it, bro. <laughs> you know, I guess so. But that I, I remember that night in particular because um, there are these kids from that came from Yukon, and um, they so basically Benji and his girlfriend at the time were getting in to an Uber, or she was getting into the Uber, and they like pushed her out of the way or something, 
And all I know is, all I remember is just like Benji going crazy. And he's like, mm-hmm. Yo, those, those kids, he's like, you pushed my girlfriend. I, I came up. I was like, You don't want to get Benji mad. Like, what the hell? I was like, Yo, what's, what's good? Like, what's going on? And like, those kids were so scared. And they, I think they ended up like walking, trying to walk home from there or something. But that, I remember that night in particular because that was one of the craziest nights ever. You do not want to get Benji mad. He's scary, no, man. Him that and Jeff. Jeff is truly the scariest person I've ever met. I'm 25, the scariest person I've met, mad. And I've dealt with crazy coaches, teachers, people at work, directors, and producers. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Jeff and That's then my mom, I'm scared yeah. of shit of yeah. seeing mad. Dude, but Jeff, though, he's such a he's such a good guy, like a down to earth dude. Like if you get him mad, then you know you actually messed up. You know, <laughs> yeah, sense, you know, <laughs> it's very rare to get him on that level, but you don't want him to. Nah, you definitely don't. But that's one of the most memorable nights. Yo, you remember that truck I'd have, that Ford Ranger? I would bring with campus. Yeah, last two we years. had that. Uh, that was like a was that like a two-seater i think it was yeah it was a two-seater oh, you put the wow. third in the middle and it's tran yeah. it transferred so much beer transferred kegs a and lot, people we did a lot of I mean, we, shit with that. we drove in there I, I was in there i rode with you in that in that car hella, a, hella one time. time a couple times yeah that was a that was a beauty <laughs> bro i missed that i was so sad when that was when that got taken away man so many men. That fraternity really relied on that truck too, and it's yeah. not like a mega. It's not like a Dodge Ram or any of these or, or no, one fifty. It was a, just good enough. It just had a bed that everyone needed. Right. I remember that you that car and then Stavi's. Um, he had the uh, Trailblazer. The Trailblazer. Right? That was the. Those were the, the whips. Tang. Yeah. That was that was my that was my car, dude. <laughs> that, that car, I drove everywhere. Like, I knew that car, like, the back of my hand, man. Like, that was my baby at one point. Yeah, bro. You know, the only... I've never let anyone else drive, not with pledges or nothing, except once when I got at my semi-formal date, drove my truck back when we left. That was the only other time I... Someone's ever driven it. Shouts to her. She did a good job with it. But, yeah, like, I would... It would, like, transfer people, like, you're, you're, you're trying to escape with that... Mm-hmm. You have like mm-hmm. sometimes as much as like six, seven people in the bed. But um, man, I miss that truck. I really do. And I drive just some. It's my Hyundai that I bought, but you know, it's not no truck. Nah, that was that was a that was an icon. You know, mm-hmm. that truck was an icon. That was that that held the fraternity together. You know, right, bro? I remember when we ordered. It was for a spring fling, thirty cases. What was that place called? The the liquor store that the dude gave a, wouldn't give didn't give a fuck. Um, he didn't need an ID. Jay's, Jay's, <laughs> Jay's man. Yeah, we still when we went there, when we my last year there for the last spring fling, we, you know we went to him, so he supplied us very well throughout our, our college years. Yo, did you know what you know? How was the other house after, like, when I left? I've I've talked with some of those guys before, like Kevin Schaefer. He, I got he's on the podcast. 
Mm-hmm. Um, dude, August is cool. Um, the you know Jose, it's a good guy. Jose Q. Yeah. Um. So after that house, after the Bloomfield Ave house, we moved over by like where um kind of where like the McDonald's was. Oh no! Yeah, you look at a house over there. The the whole yeah. had McDonald's. It had the GameStop. It had Stop and Shop. Stop and Shop. Yeah. Yeah, we moved yeah, like Gino's Pizza. The, yeah, Gino's right in the side street. It was across from a, like a, a middle school, I think it was. Oh, but it was kind of like it was kind of like kind of like the perfect spot because it was not on the main road. It had a pretty long driveway. You know, it was kind of secluded for us. But that house was a the house was a piece of crap. That yeah. was a terrible house to live in. That that house was awful. It was just so, after a while, it got so beat up and run down. And, like, there was, like, plumbing problems. Like, somebody, (laughs) to this day, we don't know who did it, but there was a bathroom on the main floor. And somebody, like, took a crap in there one time, and it just fucks the whole toilet up for the rest (laughs) of the year. Like, that bathroom did not work. You could have straight up use it. And oh my god! We just left it like that. Like it just didn't work, and we 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 tore that house apart, man. Like we drew walls, we broke shit. Like that house was wrecked when we left. Dude, I had. First of all, you didn't want to hire a plumber, spend two hundred beans to fix the toilet, or not? I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why they never did that. I guess you know. They were expecting the fraternity to just be like, hey, let's chip in. But I guess nobody nobody really brought it up. We kind of just left it. <laughs> Dude, I had a sim- – in high school, I threw a little party when the toilet broke the day of. The only other toilet was in my parents' room, and my dad wouldn't let people go. He oh, didn't give man. a fuck. And I would just – that's why I appreciate the bathroom. And, uh, dude, <laughs> I think I have been to that house. I went to that house like once or twice. But, yeah, and then like you have a neighbor who had a chicken or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right, actually. the Literally, the next-door neighbor would have a chicken, and sometimes she would come out in a day, and we would just, like, chill with her. Like, <laughs> she, used to, she, she wasn't scared of She wasn't scared of humans or anything, you know. Love it. She did. She made it. She's not getting eaten, so she's appreciating. Yo, thanks for not eating me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we there's some nights, man. You know where we like, yo, we hungry. And I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We were, we were eat a chicken. But yeah, bro. Hartford, good those times, man. And definitely in a post-COVID world, we got to transfer them over. I'll come up to you in the 845 or in the city or wherever, man. Yeah, like well, like I said earlier, um, I think in the summer where I was out in Norwalk. Yeah. It was like my first time. It went to really Mecca. Like, other I was than going to your house. That was like my first time really, really good spots to you know. The good old days, man. I can't wait. You know, I figured if we all as a society get through this winter – then we could really turn up once the weather gets warm again, you know? Yeah. I mean, right now, the way I'm looking at it is, like, the whole world is going to change forever because of this. Easily. Like, I don't think it'll go back to normal for a very long time. 
very, very long time, you know? Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows where we'll be in January, you know? Who knows how much worse it'll get, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, well, just got to trust the process. Yo, man, Gabe, we've been out for an hour and a half killing it. Um, we learned, a, we went over some TV stuff, your early career in the law, in the law field. So uh, lots of great Hartford stories, man. Is there anything else you want to end off before uh, we uh, cap this off? Um, damn, like, it's just like, enjoy life, man. Enjoy it. Do what you want, man. Don't, don't wait around too long. So this going to go by, like, I know I'm only, I'm still young. We still have time to go, but like, man, I already feel it. I already feel how fast everything is moving, even in this COVID world. Life is so quick, man. So... Just, you know, everyone, all the youngins, enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. You know, have fun. You know, think outside the box. Do do those things that aren't in your comfort zone, you know, because you'll never know when you'll get the next chance to do it, man, you know. And I got that from you. That's definitely, I guess, something I got from you, Maddie B. Definitely. Well, that means a lot, man. And you still make me proud. You still are quite a great man. And dude, I'm I'm so glad we did this and catching up. And I hope you want to do this again. Oh, dude, I'm 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 so down to do this again. Anytime, like I'm up for it, man. Oh, you, I got you get into any any topic, man. Any topic you want, we'll get into it, man. Especially the power of Zoom, we could get some other of our friends in there and buddies and uh, just keep it real and have these productive conversations. Yeah, no, this definitely, it's therapeutic, you know, you know, catching up and reliving the, the glory days and just talking, you know, so this is definitely a good thing going and I'm definitely down man, for more in the future. I can't wait, man. And something I won't take for granted. And well, definitely. We, I definitely hope to see you in person as well as soon as we can make that happen and yo Gabe you you were great really really great and I enjoyed this a lot and I can't um I can't wait to show off how dope this conversation was yeah topic for next time man we gotta get into the state of the WWE dude <laughs> that's what we gotta talk about next time man dude bro my homie Roman Reigns staying king we top dog we got to get into it, but yeah, I'm definitely, this is, this is definitely, definitely dope. So hella dope, man. Hella dope. Well, you know, with that, you're the man, Gabe. I fucking love you, bro. And I love you dude, too, bro. Thank you so much for taking the time. This was, this was a pleasure. Yeah, man. Anytime, man. Give me a call, you know, let me know. We'll, we'll get into some topics. We'll get into some discussions. For the people, you know. I definitely appreciate that, my guy. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much, Gabe. And I'll see you very, very soon. See you, Maddie B. Peace. Peace out, everyone. All the all the viewers and listeners at home. Stay safe. Perfect way to end it off. I'll catch you later, Gabe. Peace, bro. And there you have it, folks. Gabe 
is the epitome of calm, cool, and collective. And I just want to say he did one great job, and I'm proud of you, my friend. Just one quick thing. We have some more podcasts this week. We will have an episode Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Please check those out. And also check out me and Ryan Page on the Tweet Cap every Friday on all podcasting platforms. And check out all the Productive Conversation podcasts on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And we have a very special ending to tonight's episode. So Gabe reached out to me while I've been recording this podcast. And he said, hey, Matt. I have a very special message I want to do for somebody. And I said, yeah, what's up? So we talked about it. I had a big smile on my face. Anything to help this man out and show appreciation for a certain group of people who deserve it. This is about to warm your heart. For the rest of my audience, I'll see you all on the next episode. But for now, here's Gabe's very special message to a very special someone. Hey, what's up, guys? This is just a special shout out um, to my girlfriend, Caitlin. She is a healthcare worker. So she's been at the front lines of this whole pandemic since it first started. She's been going strong. Um, All of her hard work and dedication has not gone unnoticed. We appreciate you so much and we love you so much for the sacrifices and just the overall hard work you've given back to everyone. So this is for you, Caitlin, and for all of the essential workers and healthcare workers of this pandemic. We love you all.